For the News and Observer, I'm Danielle Pataglia, your host for this week's episode of Under the Dome. It is Monday, May 9th, and I am here joined with Avi Vajpai, who is going to talk to me about the uh, big leak this week. How are you doing? I don't think we've been on an episode before together. Yeah, that's right. Uh, We haven't uh, been on an episode before together, but uh, I'm doing good. How are you? How are you you coping with all of the... uh, crazy amount of news this week it is it's been a week we both have had leaks your leak is probably more pertinent than my leaks and uh it's uh it's monumental yes yeah so that's what we're here to talk to you guys about so um i believe this leak came out on may 2nd which would have been last was it monday night or tuesday monday night yeah monday night yeah monday night so um talk to me about this it's the supreme court leak Uh, Politico broke the story that a document had come out that looks like Justice Alito is getting ready. Well, Justice Alito and the Supreme Court are getting ready to um, overturn Roe v. Wade, which is a big deal in the United States. So talk to me about what's going on and what what you've been doing. Yeah, it's um, I don't think we can understate it. It's kind of um, honestly kind of uh, earth shattering news that came out Monday night. Uh, Politico obtained. Um, a copy of a draft majority opinion um, authored by Justice Samuel Alito. Um, He's a uh, George W. Bush appointee. Uh, He was appointed to the court in 2006. And um, yeah, this is, this is a opinion that has been drafted um, in the case, uh, cases called Dobbs versus Jackson women's health organization um, this is a case that was uh, the Supreme Court heard oral arguments in this case back in December. And this is concerning a law in Mississippi that bans abortions after 15 weeks um, of pregnancy. And this um, this is a very contentious law. And uh, this, you know, given the current makeup of the court, um, there's a 6-3 conservative uh, majority uh, in, in effect. Um, and so this was something that you know, uh, people had been, this, this was considered a, a likelihood, um, that this, this is possible that the, the, the court would, uh, come out with an opinion, um, striking down Roe versus Wade. But, you know, this has been, um, Roe has been settled, established precedent for almost 50 years, um, which makes this, um, you know, like I was saying, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to, you can't really understate the significance of this because this has been something that, um, you know, uh, people who feel strongly again, you know, there's strongly oppose abortion. Um, this is some. This is something that's been a sort of long goal of, of the um, anti-abortion movement, and and sort of conversely, it's been something that, especially in recent years. Um, uh, uh, you know, people who feel strongly about a woman's right to choose. Um, it's been something that they've, people have been worrying about. So, um, yeah, this was, uh, definitely, um, enormous news that came out on Monday night. And we sent you to a protest this week, correct? Yes. So we had, um, really, you know, in North Carolina, um, people started, reacting to this, um, processing it and preparing for what might come on Monday night. Um, you know, 
right after this news broke. Um, I, I did, uh, you know, word basically started spreading on social media that there was going to be a protest in downtown Raleigh um, on Tuesday morning. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, different um, uh, groups that are that are pro-choice um, started spreading information about this large protest that they were planning, uh, basically a rally and then a march um, throughout downtown. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, showed up at about six o'clock for this protest and it was, uh, it was sizable. Um, it was hard to get a, a good sort of estimate of how many people were there, but, you know, definitely, uh, hundreds of people, uh, maybe several hundreds of people and, um, a lot of people who, you know, uh, came out, they had, um, they had a ton of signs. They were very passionate. It was, you, you could tell that, this is something that people feel very strongly about. Um, and you know, I talked to uh, one of the organizers of the protest, um, one of the lead um, uh, organizers of the protest, uh, Dana Al-Hassan. She's an activist with um, a uh, local local group, um, or sorry, rather local chapter of the uh, party of uh, for socialism and liberation. She, she told me, you know, um, she was shocked by this news on Monday night. She started, uh, making plans for a protest that night itself. Um, and clearly, you know, uh, word of this spread quickly and many, many people came out. Um, protests lasted about, uh, an hour and a half, uh, a little more than an hour and a half, um, and a lengthy march all throughout, uh, downtown. Um, so, you know, right from the get-go, uh, this is this is obviously news that uh, for for people on both sides of this debate, um, this was not expected. Even though this was considered a possibility that the Supreme Court would um, might rule in this way, uh, to actually be presented with this as something that is no longer a possibility but is potentially imminent, um, you know, that has been. Uh, quite a quite a shock here in North Carolina and across the country. What was the overall mood and tone of that protest? I know we've had, I mean, we're like a year out from the George Floyd protest that we uh, had last May. I mean, I guess we're a little less than a year out, but like what was, yeah. what was the, I mean, those are two totally different issues, but also very strong feelings and, and emotions carried with both of those topics. What was this protest like? Yeah, it was definitely, uh, you know, definitely emotionally charged. Um, a lot of women who came out to um, to protest this this possible ruling from the Supreme Court, but a lot of um, uh, a lot of other people as well. You could tell there were lots of um, families that had come together, couples, um, groups of friends. Um, you know, I talked to one woman who. Uh, has been living in North Carolina for the last uh, 15 or 16 years. She said she, uh, you know, it was, it was quite fascinating. She said she grew up in a uh, sort of devout Roman Catholic family, um, Italian and Irish American family on Long Island and grew up for, you know, for most of her life, she was uh, opposed to abortion pretty strongly. Um, and then had, uh, tragically uh or unfortunately had complications with a pregnancy of her own and that shifted her 
thinking on this. Um, so she said she was she was out there with her with her daughter, and she said it was her first protest um, at the age of fifty five. Uh, she'd come out for her first, first protest. So it was definitely a mood of, um, you know, people expressing, uh, reacting really quickly to what could, uh, you know, a changing landscape and um, the possibility that abortion could be uh, severely restricted across the country, even here in North Carolina. Um, and uh, yeah, you could definitely tell that, um, you know, it remains to be seen how much of a sort of motivating issue this is politically. But I think in terms of the ground reality of, you know, what this would mean for, for, uh, for women, for different people, um, this is, it's a very big development. And just for listeners who haven't, um, I guess, experienced the choice to have an abortion or not, this isn't just a, I don't want the, baby so i'm going to have an abortion issue but this also impacts women who are having issues with health and things like that as well is that correct it's like all abortions um yeah so if you're if you're talking about the uh, possibility of of of, of the ruling um yeah you know if, if roe is overturned um that's basically the umbrella federal protection that um keeps abortion legal throughout the country. And if that's gone, then states are free to enact whatever laws they want. Okay. And obviously some states, uh, it's going to vary state by state, but for many of the states, particularly here in the South, um, people are suddenly looking at um, a whole sort of spate of restrictions of bans and different laws that could be in the pipeline. And have we even gotten to the point where we can delve into what North Carolina will do, has on the books to do, like anything like that? I know it's very early into this process. Yeah, you know, I would say there's it's 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 um, not really concrete at this point in terms of in terms of knowing for sure um, what could be in the pipeline or what could be possible here in North Carolina. Um, it's, it's sort of complicated because there are different kinds of laws on the books, different kinds of, uh, sort of, um, laws, uh, governing or regulating abortion in different ways. Um, one of the big things to watch in the coming months, you know, if this is, uh, cause we, we should stress that this is a draft ruling. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. final word. Um, it's not that it's not like the Supreme court has, um, decided this case. And that was something that Chief Justice John Roberts was emphasizing in his brief statement on this leaked ruling. He confirmed that the ruling is authentic, but he said it's not final. And, you know, um, when justices confer on these cases, they, you know, in the past, you know, it's, it's possible that um, changes can be made. Uh, mm-hmm. Minds can be changed. I, I don't know how likely that is, but it is worth stressing that this is not final. But um, yeah, you know, one of the big things, uh, one of the main things to look out for in North Carolina is um, North Carolina had a state law uh, banning abortions after 20 weeks. Um, and that was struck down as unconstitutional by a federal court in 2019, um, but only because of this precedent. If this goes away, then that could be reinstated. Um, so that's just one of many things to to look out for. 
Okay. And talk to me about midterm elections because we are, while we're recording this, we are 12 days out from the election, the primary election. Um, This seems like it's going to, we knew it was going to be a big topic within the midterms, but it has suddenly become the topic in the midterms. What are people telling you about how this will shape the midterm elections? Yeah, so that's that's really interesting. Um, and that's something that, you know, unfortunately is kind of hard to kind of hard to gauge at this point, um, especially because, um, you know, we'll see how much of a um, significant or motivating issue this is once the primary is over and once the candidates for the general election are are known. Um, and then that, you know, that's when the sort of um, uh, general election fight begins. Um, so it's a little difficult to to sort of predict or or to say for sure how significant this is going to be. But you know, even before Monday night, like you were saying, abortion um, has been one of these sort of um, uh, major issues, um, social issues that has animated American politics. Yeah. Um, here in North Carolina, rest of the country too. Um, with you know, with with this possibility, um, something that looks like it's likely at, at this point. You know, when the ruling comes out um, in the next month or so, um, with this now sort of fundamentally changing the landscape, um, with with this possibility that you know you could have multiple states. Um, the the numbers vary, but anywhere from basically fifteen to um, 23, 24 states across the country that could suddenly, um, you know, once Rose overturned, severely restrict or or curtail abortion. You know, with that possibility, that really changes things. Um, one of the really um, sort of fascinating things this week was this ruling came out Monday night. A lot of the reaction began, started sort of surfacing and, and coming out, and people started processing this Tuesday and also on Tuesday, um, uh, we had the Meredith poll come out here in North Carolina. Um, and one of the questions um, that, that the uh, pollsters asked uh, uh, North Carolina registered voters, it was about 1,200 um, registered voters, was uh, what should happen if Roe versus Wade is overturned? And of course, this leaked on Monday night, the day before the poll came out. Um, and you know what that poll, what the polling shows is, uh, you know, really a sort of divided landscape here in North Carolina. Um, you see that there's about, there's, there's a slim majority of, of registered voters who say that they want to either um, maintain the spirit of Roe, basically keep um, those federal protections, keep that um, protection so that abortions are allowed up until about 22 weeks. Um, or expand. So either keep the status quo or expand. Um, about 53% of voters say that in this poll. Um, and a little, about 39%, close to 40% say they want to um, enact some manner of restrictions. Um, and that varies from making it illegal after 15 weeks, um, only allowing it in cases of pregnancy caused by rape or incest, or just a flat out ban in all cases. Um, so, you know, there's, I, I really have basically two takeaways from that. There's the, the one, the main takeaway obviously is that, um, 
if it's if it's sort of split right down the middle, then this is a difficult issue to sort of. It seems that this is a difficult issue to um, sort of confidently campaign on and even legislate on mm-hmm. because people are so sort of bitterly divided on this. But the other really interesting sort of takeaway from this polling is um, that even among these two camps, if you want to sort of broadly define them as um, pro-abortion rights and anti-abortion, um, there are there are real differences. You know, it's about um, 26% of voters who want to expand uh, access to abortion, so there's no restrictions. Um, it's about 27% who want to maintain, like I was saying before, maintain the spirit of Roe and um, make abortion available up until the 22nd week. Um, and then same thing on the other side, uh, you know, 10% want to make it illegal after 15 weeks, 20% want to make it legal only in cases of rape or incest, um, cause pregnancies, and then 10% say a flat out ban in all cases. So, you know, when, when you have these sort of distinct groups, even within the two broad sides of the debate, um, I think that shows you that people, there, there's no real sort of consensus on this. People feel very differently about what should happen. I am hoping you have notes in front of you with all those numbers, because otherwise your brain is like incredible. Like you just I'm I'm looking I'm looking right at the poll results. Okay. Yeah. It's like Avi, that's just amazing. Um so what have we not told our listeners? Anything that we're missing on this topic? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a great question. Um I think the main thing that people should keep in mind is that um, there is a lot that is that remains to be seen. Basically, um, like you were saying, we're really early days in this development. This just happened on Monday. Um, the primary is, is still twelve days away, and after that, we're a couple of months away from the general election. Um, there's a lot of things to look out for. You know, politically, um, one of the key questions is, um, you know. Nationally, a lot of uh, pollsters, pundits are predicting a really good year for Republicans. If that is the case in North Carolina, if that translates to the down ballot races, the legislative races, then one of the questions is, you know, if Republicans have um, a legislative supermajority, then that changes the ballgame, too, because then um, laws that they tried to pass before that were vetoed by Governor Cooper, that's no longer they can bypass that. Um, but yeah, I would, I would urge, um, listeners to go to newsobserver.com, look at all of our coverage. Um, since this broke on Monday night, we've had a ton of stories, um, analyzing the sort of political landscape, but also some really help useful, um, information about, um, uh, abortion providers, here in the state and how many abortions um, happen every year, how frequent is this? Um, so all of that uh, really great coverage from a big team of people, several people contributed to that. Um, that's all available on newsobserver.com. I'll also plug that um, both us and our sister paper, Charlotte Observer, have a voter guide that has these questions, which are also now separated into a guide on um 
which candidate feels which way about abortion. We had asked that prior to this coming out on our voter guide, which we have the candidates broken down um, with different questions just on different topics that could come up in the 2020 or 2022 election. Well, I'm back in 2020. And so if anything that you need on the 2022 primary coming up on May 17th, we have for you on both the newsandobserver.com and charlotteobserver.com. So you can check out our websites on that. And we need to leave people with an upper uh, topic. So I know we're starting back headliner of the week. I don't know if you've had time to think about it. So have you had time to think about it? I I have not actually in the middle of of all of this. I was going to say, I'll go first, but I'm trying to clear my brain too of everything. Um, I feel like everything I know this week is also a downer. Um, You know what? There's definitely, there are definitely things we can bring up, but it's, um, I have to think about that. Great. I, um, you know what? Let's go for me. I'm going to say very interesting are the leakers in both the Supreme court case and with the Madison Cawthorn case. Um, I don't think we've seen things like this before, uh, where definitely not with court. You're not going to, I've spent 10 years covering courts. I've never seen a Supreme court case get leaked like this. And then with politics, talking to so many political pundits, have been, they've all said, like, we've never seen just a leak where a Republican's being hit so hard over and over with um, things just bashing them. So I'm going to go with the leakers. Um, I'm not really celebrating them. I'm not sure that's the right move to make here, but just the the intricacies and the the thought processes of who are the people that put these out there and what is going through their heads right now and and what was going through their heads to put this out in the first place. I'm just fascinated with that. So that's going to be my headliner of the week. If you don't mind, I'm just going to add myself onto that answer because I I agree with that. Um, I would, I would point out um, also just sort of the newness and how unprecedented it is, um, especially with the Supreme court league, because um, there, it's not like we haven't had stories before that, uh, maybe indicate what, which way a ruling might be, uh, what might be in the pipeline, what might, what it might look like, but, um, for a news outlet to obtain and publish a actual hundred plus page ruling itself, um, and, and, and on it an issue as contentious and monumental as this, um, that, that is staggering. And of course, you know, uh, one of the, one of the really interesting things that I saw this week was, um, how people feel about it. It really differs on, on their politics and how they feel about this issue, because Mm -hmm. you have a whole host of Republicans and, and conservatives who, are kind of furious with this leak and say it should be investigated and, you know, um, gone to the bottom of it. And then um, the people at the protest that, uh, that we covered this week who are, who are hailing this person as a heroic leaker. Um, So I'll, I'll finish up with that. That that makes sense. I I will gladly let you piggyback, which uh, means we have no poll because we're on the same side. (laughs) 
But uh, I appreciate you joining me for this episode and breaking this all down. I have not actually been able to follow this issue as closely as I wanted to with everything going on on my beat. So I appreciate you being here. And uh, for the News and Observer, I'm Danielle Pataglia with Avi Bajboy. Thanks for listening. For more from our politics team, subscribe to the News and Observer at newsobserver.com slash subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Under the Dome and NC Insider and sign up for our weekly political newsletter, also called Under the Dome, at newsobserver.com slash newsletters. Thanks for listening.